It's the National Football League edition of Lighting Money on Fire, and it is time for the NFL Conference Championships. There's some really good games upcoming. We're going to talk about those. We're also going to talk about the games that have left behind. That's right. <laughs> just, just like the Rapture people. Some of these teams are no longer with us. We're going to look at what happened to them in the division playoff games. I don't know. Is that what we call them now? Anyway, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about our best bets from last week, this week, and we have a special guest too. We do it all here. It's Lighting Money on Fire with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. I love how you called them the division playoff games and then acted as if somebody else had said that and got mad at that person. <laughs> I like, didn't get is mad. That, is that what we're calling it now? It's mad. This bastard's trying to change the rules on me over here. <laughs> yeah, Jonathan said we have a special guest. It's true. Many of you have said before that, well, some of you at least have said we don't have enough <laughs> of a female perspective on many, this show. Many, many people. You know, the tweets are unbelievable. You know how like anchors on, on news shows are like, some people are saying, you know, yeah. it's like that. Yeah. Um, but we have finally the female perspective here on Lighting Money on Fire. We have our good friend, Allie Conley, and uh, she's here to just offer the female perspective along with just good perspective because Allie's cool. Allie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much Um, for the three of you that were asking for a female perspective. That's probably high, actually. Yeah, Um, I'm excited to be here. This is kind of um, like an adult make a wish situation, except for um, I'm not adorable and dying. I just have a free Tuesday afternoon. So thanks for having me. Close enough. I mean, it's basically the same for those. I love the morbid sense of humor. That's why we have her here. Uh, hey, yeah. let's do a terminal dying kid joke in the first minute with our special guest. That's, that's how you, my brand. Great that's, idea. How you, that's how you introduce the special guest. The special guest talks about dying kids. Works for me. Yeah, next time when we have Le'Veon Bell on to ask about his contract situation, be like, Le'Veon, can you talk a little bit about the Holocaust first? <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Comparable, for sure, to yeah. what just happened. Okay, all right. We're off to a great start, I must say. Feeling good about this. All right. So let's, we as always, let's start with uh, last week's bets. Okay. Because, you know, we didn't have that many games to choose from, even less so this week. But last week, we did choose a couple games. One that came in that was pretty good for the old Grand Jonathan train is uh, the Kansas City Chiefs are good at football. Yeah. And we believed that they were good at football. And we believed that they were a lot better than the Colts. Uh, and a lot of people didn't believe that. Mm. And those people were fucking wrong. Yeah, they were super wrong. And Kansas City just rolled over them. So we that won that good. one. That was a W for us. Yeah. And the other one was pretty brutal loss for us. I feel like I got caught up in your emotional hedge. <laughs> I feel <laughs> like that's not- what that's what happened. Jonathan oh, wanted an emotional hedge for for the New England Patriots because he's like, if they don't win, at least I get to win the bet. That is not at all what was happening. I really like the Chargers plus four. And in fairness, the Chargers only lost by 13. They were pretty close to covering in this game. Well, that they, is not true, by the way. They were down 35 to 7 at the half. Yeah, that, that was not to a be good. clear. And yeah, so we're going to actually do kind of a post-mortem on a lot of the teams that lost as, as one of the things that we're going to do. Talk about their futures. Yeah. Do a little little autopsy. If That's you what we, will. Yeah, we're very scientific here. Necessary. Thank you. I, well, I mean, you like death, right, Ali? So we can talk about... Uh, so let's talk about those teams. Starting with the team that nobody believed in, right? The Cowboys. Oh, God. So before we get to... Jonathan, in my perspective, Allie's from Texas. So let's hear a bit of your perspective on the Cowboys, where you think they're going, all that stuff. Here's the deal. The Cowboys are, um, I don't know if you've heard this before, but overrated. Yeah. Overrated. There's so much hype. People are living in the 80s or whatever with their like cereal boxes and in their garages <laughs> that they bring out at Super Bowl parties. And it, for whatever reason, that hasn't died down. And um, I, I've never been a Cowboys fan. Um, I was an Oilers fan because I'm from Houston. Ah. So those are different cities. So you might hate the Cowboys. <laughs> are you a Texans I, fan? Um, I mean, like sort of by proxy, but the Texans got there like around the time that I didn't live there anymore. So I never got to go to like a Texans game or anything cool. But I have a lot of friends who are really into the Texans and it's, it's cool that they've like built up the program to what it is um, to try and replace the Oilers. <laughs> well, what do you think about the Cowboys team right now from what you've seen? I, I'm always mad when they um, are kind of good. And so 
that has definitely come to pass uh, a little bit this season. Yeah. They, they were kind of good. They didn't start that good. No. I mean, they looked kind of bad. Then all of a sudden they started winning and that was, it all seemed like a, a mirage and it turned out it was apparently. I mean, the good news is that uh, Jason Garrett getting resigned. They've, if there's Jerry Jones has come out and said he's going to extend Garrett once again, it's going to be a decade of Jason Garrett, a decade of the clapper. It's hard to believe. So from a female perspective, um, is Jerry Jones a handsome man? Just a quick question. Um, I feel like from a human perspective, that's a hard no. <laughs> okay. so, <laughs> that's fair. I, I don't think that you need to be a female to have that opinion. I agree. Does, does the money make him a little bit more attractive? Just checking. Also, also no. Okay. <laughs> also okay, no. great to know. There are, um, I mean, like, how do you feel about Mark Cuban? You I wanna... think he has very nice defined arms. His face, I could go for a different face. You know? Jerry Jones or Mark Cuban? Oh, obviously Mark Cuban. <laughs> I don't know. Have you seen Jerry Jones' arms? I have not. I, he doesn't not go sleeveless one. enough. For, right. Yeah. That's what I'm always saying. <laughs> um, Jonathan has no opinion. <laughs> I feel like we're way off the rails. Yeah. This was, this was guaranteed to happen, <laughs> we right? We started with the dead kids, dying children. Now we're talking about, we're talking about Mark who's Cuban's the hottest arms. billionaire. <laughs> who's the hottest billionaire? Yeah. In Dallas. Wow. Owns a Dallas. Oh yeah, that's a good point. Team. That's that's why you tied that together. That makes sense. Yeah, I didn't get oh, that either. Was that not? No, no, we I really didn't know. We I just those... really like talking about Mark Cuban. I don't <laughs> think that as a society we do it enough. He's famous. So. He's kind of a dick, uh, but yeah. we don't need to get into that. Let's talk more about the Cowboys. Yeah, let's do it. So, Sorry. do you think they have real prospects for the future? Because they like had this run. Resigning Jason Garrett seems like a bad thing. I hate their prospects personally. Uh, I don't believe in Dak Prescott as a guy who uh, Dak Prescott could win a Super Bowl, but he won't win you a Super Bowl. You know, he's the guy who's going to be sort of standing there playing quarterback while the defense and the running game and the special teams do it. Uh, mm-hmm. Amari Cooper seems like a really nice uh, upgrade for them. It really helped them, but I don't believe this team is going to really scare anybody next year. The Eagles have still got to be the uh, the favorite in the division. I got to believe and. Uh, and Jason Garrett, I think, really does put a major... Jason Garrett and Dak Prescott together put a major ceiling on this team's uh, possibilities, in my mind. Well, I don't know. Dak Prescott had a rookie year that was comparable in quality to Robert Griffin III's, and he did not have any sort of injury. So he's had years since then that are a bit of down years. Jonathan's making a face Comparable like in quality to RG3? Uh, yeah, I guess we better look that up to make sure that's yeah, correct. Yeah, we better. But from I remember we were all talking about him as an MVP candidate for a second when he was a rookie. Like, he was having a really good rookie year. I mean... We're, we're, we're going to look it up on. together. It's going to be great. I'm going to look it up because this that sounds like crazy talk, bro. Anyway, it's not the offense that I think is really what could make Dallas a meaningful team in the NFC again. It's the defense. Their defense is the defense that held the Saints to 10 points in the midst of when the Saints looked like an mm-hmm. unstoppable offense. They have a lot of really good young players. Demarcus Lawrence, uh, Van Der Esch, the rookie linebacker, really good. Jalen Smith, the young linebacker who had that horrible ACL thing in college, very good. They still have Sean Lee, but he doesn't really play that much. And they have other good defensive pieces as well. I think the defense might be one of the top three defenses in the league le- next year, and that's their path to actually being good. I mean, how often do you think they actually make noise in the playoffs next year? Next year, I would say they have like a 30% chance to make noise. <laughs> what does that mean? Make noise? What do you? It means scare people like do like no, the Eagles I... made noise this year in the playoffs. Okay. Like they won it. They won a game and then they were scary in the next round and had a chance. Okay. You know, like threatened for the conference championship. By the way, I did get the numbers on Dak Prescott, his rookie year. He threw 20, 23 touchdowns, four interceptions, 68% completion. Uh, percentage 3,700 yards passing. I don't That's, think anyone would think he's an MVP based on those numbers. For I'm, I'm not saying that he was going to be an MVP. I was yeah. saying, like for a second during the year, it felt like he was in the conversation. But that's just because the Cowboys were were winning a lot, and people do that with bad QBs. Alex Smith has gotten that kind of notoriety, too. A few years ago when the Chiefs started 8-0, everyone's like, is Alex Smith the MVP? The answer is no. Also, Case Keenum last year wasn't the MVP, even though their teams were really good, and they didn't know what else to do with that, you know? Yeah. Ultimately, I agree with you that I don't think they're going to be a big threat, but I think if they have a path to it, it's Jason Garrett either has a crisis of conscience and moves to Bally and has never heard from again, or their defense really takes a huge step forward and they become like the 2006 Bears type mm. team that has a Rex Grossman type quarterback and somehow makes it to the Super Bowl because their defense is so good. Allie, let's say you uh, became the GM of the Cowboys. Jerry Jones decided he didn't want to 
you know, handle yeah, the that's very reins Jerry, anymore. That's very Jerry Jonesy. He's Maybe. planning on leaving the team to me. Did I not mention that? No. Oh, well, that's okay. that's yeah. that's, why, that's why we have her on the podcast. Yeah. Getting a little bit of an in with this future billionaire. Well, Sorry to be ragging on your on your team, but hey. No, it's I, I'm still going to passionately dislike them. Yeah. So, <laughs> that's but that's, that will be my right. Let, let's say you let's say your job was to actually try and make them better, and you were going to actually try and do your job. What would be the first or biggest move you'd make? I feel like getting rid of all of the ineffectual redheads. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, that's that's a joke. I, I love many redheaded people. No, it's okay. Say it was, wow, you speak to, your truth. You it's don't okay. have to defend yourself against I, redheads. I got in real trouble for uh, for a redhead comment um, at book club a few weeks ago, and uh, so I don't. I made it. I made the mistake again. But um, I they're mean, a sensitive group. They, <laughs> I'm just they gonna. Are, I think we need to take know. a moment on this. Yeah. So you're in. You're in a book club. How many people are in this book club? Um, roughly like twelve of okay, us. Okay, twelve. And what did you say about redheads in the book club? All right. So I make these really phenomenal PowerPoint presentations, kind of like a, like a live interactive book report uh, sometimes. And um, I mistakenly remembered one of the characters as a redhead, and um, I just raised the question like. Should this character be trusted when we know that he doesn't have a soul? Um, and it came to light at the book club meeting that he was not a redhead. And um, all of the visual aids that I had prepared and included in the PowerPoint uh, did not fit. And uh, our redheaded friend, who you guys both know, got real mad at me. So hopefully she'll never listen to this. <laughs> well... Probably not. I would guess not. Either way, but I think I think it's fine to make fun of redheads. As a society, we need to be careful. I mean, I think I think you have to be really careful because you only want to offend the groups you want to offend, right? right. So, right. like, if you like, obviously, Italians are going to be in everyone's star- radar, right? <laughs> yeah. everyone's going after the Italians. But like redheads, you have to be careful because they could span a whole different, like, all different regions, and you have to oh, be really careful. They're everywhere. They're mostly in <laughs> the northern British Isles. Yeah, no, that's a good yeah. point. That's a good point. Well, yeah, so there's there's a high concentration of them there, but they're they're all over the globe. Unlike apparently Italians, who we've we keep them in the, we keep them in the boot. They're mostly yeah. concentrated in Italy. <laughs> I'm a quarter. I'm a quarter Italian. I can say whatever I want. And by the way, your last name is Conley. You're allowed to say whatever you want. What is right? that? Yeah, mean? absolutely. Because um, of red. Because of iron. Yeah. I, I, iron. <laughs> that's that's what we call it. Iron. That's what if they say. That's what the Gaelics say. Ironish. All right. Yeah. So we will get rid of Jason Garrett. Right. Not only because he's a redhead, but also because he's a terrible coach. I, I mean, it's amazing that he has taken this long to do anything. With the Cowboys. He's still in. Still hanging in there. He always is just barely good enough to to skate by. I mean, they don't trade for Amari Cooper. He's probably pink slipped by now, but You really think Amari Cooper had that big of an impact? He was the, I think the number like three PPR receiver from the moment they got him the rest of the way. Yeah. So yeah, he was one of the best receivers in the league from, since they got him, at least from a fantasy point of view, which means he's going to be really good though, right? Yeah, he's pretty good. Speaking of PPR, just a quick check-in. We're not going to do a fantasy check-in this time. Right. First time ever, we're not going to do a fantasy check-in. But over the off-season, we'll have some shows, and we'll do some best lists and stuff like that. So everybody can look forward to that. Who loves the fantasy check-ins? All million of you who love that. Let's move on to uh, another game. Yeah, we've got three more of these to get through before we get to... How about the old uh, Eagles, who... Yeah. Everybody was kind of pulling for the Eagles, right? I was, everybody's like, I was pulling for the Eagles. Everybody's like, let's have Nick Foles somehow as a backup win the Super Bowl two years in a row. That would be the best story in NFL history, as Jonathan pointed out, and I think he's right. Yeah. I think he's right. What do you think, Allie? I, yeah, I was definitely on that train. Yeah, and so once they beat the Bears, that's... I, it wasn't just because they beat the Bears. I, I didn't... I don't have that thing that a lot of people have where, like, sure? if a... If a team beats your team in the playoffs, you then root for that team to justify the loss. Oh uh, yeah, I don't. I don't have that. I no. but I was rooting for the Eagles for the Nick Foles story, which is now coming to an end. We'll talk about that. Um, but the Eagles they lost to the Saints, but it was a closer game than you might think. You know, they, it, they I mean, stayed in it. They were first of all they were up fourteen nothing. Yeah, and it looked like it was you know Eagles time once again. It was very exciting. I mean, and then you know. They didn't really. I don't think they scored again the rest of the game, which really sucks. Um, but they had the ball down six with like a minute and a half to go, two minutes to go. Oh yeah, they had a chance. Foles hit Alshon Jeffrey in the hands, went right through his hands. Lattimore Alshon. picks it off for a second pick of the game. 
That's it. Alshon was devastated. That was one he of those was. sports moments where you really feel bad for the guy, even though he's making like $13 million a year or whatever Alshon Jeffrey's making. I mean, it's the opposite of like what J.R. Smith did in the finals, whenever that was two years ago when the, with the Cavs, I guess yeah. it was, was it last year? It was just last year. That was last year. Um, where he pretended like he didn't accidentally, like he didn't forget what the score was, you know, but Alshon devastated, didn't pretend anything, just completely wrecked and knew it was his what fault. What could he pretend? He's like, I thought I was supposed to not catch <laughs> the ball. I thought the object of my position as the wide receiver in football was to let right. the ball go through my hands. You make a fair point. Defender. You make a fair point. Yeah. Well, but also to your point, I do appreciate that he um, was openly showing emotion and not contributing to this is the female perspective that everyone is looking for, yeah, nobody, by the way. Everybody um, wants to hear about the toxic masculinity. Let's go. Everyone wants to hear. <laughs> In the NFL. Um, <laughs> <laughs> these guys, you know, they're, they are the, um, the, the most victimized in this way. They're, they're expected to um, always, you know, never, never show any kind of emotion and not be sad that they single-handedly lost a really important game. Um, so, yeah, he did a good job of, of making people... Uh, letting people feel bad for him a little bit, even though he um, he's probably like overall in his life, like doing pretty okay. But just like at work, he had he's doing okay for now. Time. For now, until all the CTE sets in, then it w- wow. it's not going to be as fun for him later. And Alshon's yeah. a guy who's historically had a lot of injuries, so it's not necessarily just CTE. It's more like his body's going to hurt. But for these years, he can be happy that he's making a lot of money and he's a top-level professional athlete. He looks great. Except that play is except. probably the what his career is currently remembered for, is that play. It's close. I mean, they did win a title last year. He played well yeah. uh, last year as well. He played great this year. But yeah, it's possible people are going to remember that. It sucks for him. No, that wasn't like a guaranteed win for the Eagles. Not even them. close. That was just going to be a first down. Yeah. They were going to be like on the 40-yard line yeah. or something like that. The right. Saints, if anything, I was concerned that, that the Eagles were going to score too quickly because... Actually, what happened was, I remember, this is crazy. So there's, it's two minutes and 10 seconds to go. They've completed a pass for a first down. They rush up to the line. They still have two timeouts. They rush, or maybe one timeout. They rush up to the line. They're at like at the 45, and they try and get a playoff, and they do successfully just get the playoff, which ends up being the interception. But like, why are you rushing at this point? It's a huge mistake yep. for the Eagles. This is Doug Peterson, who's considered, by the way, you know, one of like the new thought wave coaches, you know, like newfangled you know, way ahead of the curve type coaches, but this is a big clock management mistake where they're, they're going to score and leave way too much time on the clock for Drew Brees to just kick a field goal to win the game. Right. And it's Drew and it's Drew fucking Brees too. Right. That's bad. This might be symptomatic. Now, certainly I don't have a big enough sample size here, but this could be symptomatic of the Andy Reid coaching tree because Peterson is in the Andy Reid coaching tree. Yeah. So is Matt Nagy. Both of these guys made massive clock management mistakes in the playoffs. Yeah. Matt Nagy, uh, having, Trubisky spiked the ball with 15 seconds remaining before kicking the field goal. Right, right. That was a, a huge mistake. Why would you ever do that? It doesn't make any sense at all. Peterson doing this type of thing as well, it feels just so elementary. It's, it's like they weren't taught that or they don't think about that or something. It's, I, I worry about these guys, both these guys, actually, even though they're obviously good offensive coaches, that they just know what they know, meaning they were taught whatever they were taught. They know that, but they actually can't think past that, Maybe. which is not good because the coaching profession is one where you have to keep innovating. You know, It's an iterated game. They're playing against each other. It's like poker in that way. Right. And so you have to be able to like counter your opponent's moves. And if you don't have that ability to like think of new thoughts based on whatever just happened, you're screwed. Now, Doug Peterson just won the title. So yeah. I don't know. It's not really fair to shout out. All of that much, said, maybe it's okay just to be that guy because Nagy just brought the Bears, the fucking yeah. Bears, to 12 and 4, yeah. which is kind of absurd. It can't just be that they got Khalil Mack. Obviously, oh, coaching is a huge factor. Of course. But yeah, I'm. But Peterson I'm, won the title, like you're saying. But these guys may be good early, but I'm saying like 10, 15 years from now, it's possible if they don't have the ability to keep adapting and growing, they may actually be like you know, left behind by whatever True. the next stuff is as opposed to like, this isn't, I know this guy's the greatest coach of all time. It's not really fair to compare. Uh, like, God damn it. But like Belichick though, like is always staying like in at the forefront of all this stuff, right? Yeah, he's Belichick. always, he's always like innovating and that Let's matters. Let's just talk about Sean McVay instead. Can we do that? Sure. Like, cause that guy, I, that guy's going to keep innovating, right? He's an actual, like, it seems like it. independent thinker type guy. I mean, we don't, it's only been two years. We don't really know. We're going to know more soon, but it does seem like it. You know, I read a story. This is just a little side note about Sean McVay. It's kind of fun, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it. So Sean McVay has an uncle 
who is the head or the president or something of the Fiesta Bowl, which is not the most popular or important bowl in college football, but it's one of the top five or six most important or popular bowls in college football. And this guy's entire job is the Fiesta Bowl, promotion for the Fiesta Bowl, whatever. That's his whole job for the whole year. He gets $1.1 million per year. And there was a big article about it because he, he gets by far the most out of any of the bowl presidents oh, really? and stuff. Like somehow nice. he engineered it to be the guy who gets $1.1 million a year to put on one football game. Sean McVay's uncle. Those McVay's know how to do it, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> that was the story? Yeah. Why? You don't like that story? I just thought there's going to be more to it. I don't know. I really enjoyed that. I Thank really you. like to know when this people is... um, are making a lot of money that they don't deserve. Thank you. I, yeah. Thank you, Allie. So hey, it's most, most athletes. Well, well, the I mean, market, yes. The market dictates it, right? You know? Yeah. But you well, can that's, kind that's of, what the Fiesta Bowl guy can say too, right? Look he how can. many weeks a year athletes have to do stuff. Look how many weeks of their I mean, lives NFL players remove by playing in the NFL. I mean, hey, there's you know what? You guys have no idea That's the toll true. of setting up and promoting the Fiesta Bowl every single year. Okay, lots of knee injuries. That, that guy's going to be dead at fifty-two. Okay, yeah. he's got a, he's got he's got tennis elbow from that. Got to play a lot of tennis. Can you, you give know? us some more detail on that, Jonathan? Like what what are what's the impact that he's dealing with? Well, first of all, it's obviously an emotional impact, right? I yeah. mean, like there's a part where you have to go to bed every night knowing that all you're doing is promoting. A fiesta bowl, and that's like pretty pretty bad. Stuff. Haven't you seen those it's pictures dark. on the internet that are like all moody? That has the tip of the iceberg, and then underneath there's this whole gigantic iceberg, and it's like what you see, but the real the real the whatever McVeigh what, what lies under beneath, the surface. Yes. Yeah, exactly. He's like, I have so much in me. One day I'll show them. <laughs> you know, I'm going to save those kids. You know, it's going to be like that. Yeah, it's but like it's his. A, maybe it's like his Catalina wine mixer. He just. This is his way of proving himself, and um, he's like, maybe if they, if they see that I can do this correctly, they'll give me more responsibility and more stupid money that I don't really earn. Maybe I'll get to do the Alamo Rent-A-Car Bowl. According, It'd be amazing. According to him, he's, he gets offers to be a GM or assistant GM in the NFL all the time, but he doesn't take it. Because really? this is such a good job. Huh. Yeah. He's like Greg Williams. Remember Greg Williams, the DC for the... Uh, Who's... The DC for the uh, Cleveland Browns. Yeah, now he's the head coach until now he's not. He's the not head anymore. Coach. No, he's about to become the defensive coordinator for somebody else. But um, he claimed uh, a few weeks ago, maybe like two months ago now, that he'd gotten multiple offers to be head coaches, to be the head coach of teams, but couldn't say who they were from. And it yeah. seemed very questionable if it wasn't like a Div 3 school, but he refused to mention who they were from. Yeah. And never has. So similar, similar to that. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so anyway, Eagles, that's what yeah. we're talking about. So let's do a little postmortem on them. Okay. Where, where do we think you, you seem Jonathan pretty, pretty bullish on them. You I think they have a bright so future. Bullish. Are you I still bullish Carson on Wentz. You still believe in Carson? I Wentz. do. I do. He actually had a pretty good year after all. You're a big Wentz guy. I'm Wentz all the way. Wentz or Foles? Because we've got to talk about Nick Foles. Wentz, just like me and Doug Peterson are on the same page with this. We say Wentz. But if Foles had won, if Foles had beat the Saints, it might have been enough to say Foles. Like, it was getting pretty close there, right? Wentz is like 24 and Foles is 29 or 30. He actually, I think he turns 30 in a month. So that's another reason to go with Wentz. Wentz has had so many injuries, though. He's kind of, like, already broken. He's had a torn ACL and now he's got a fracture in his back. Before that, he was dealing with serious neck issues. He might be in for, like, an Andrew Luck type three years where he just doesn't play. That can happen. But... You know, if he comes back the way Andrew Luck came back, you're okay with that, right? In three years. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it would be nice to have Nick Foles during that time, but it sounds like they're <laughs> not going to have Nick Foles during that time. Nick Foles, you know, by the way, got like $20 million this year. So he did pretty, pretty well. Yeah. Um, and he's going to do well because someone's going to sign him and give him a huge, a big deal and make him the starter, right? Someone's going to do that. Yeah. Dolphins. I think Dolphins, it's the Dolphins. Somebody in Florida. Maybe the Jaguars are an obvious candidate. Yep. Because they're a great candidate. They're getting rid of Blake Bortles. Maybe the Giants sign him to be like a one-year backup and then take over when a rookie comes in and like mentor the rookie when Eli retires. The thing is, I think whoever signs Foles is going to sign him to actually be their quarterback for real, not to like hold the fort for a year. You know, like Foles was Foles won a Super Bowl and was really good again this year. And they might have won the Super Bowl again this year if Alshon doesn't drop it. I know that's a long way from where they were, but it's possible. Like we can't say it couldn't happen. It's they did it already. It's so it's such a weird career though. I mean, like he had his 27 touchdown two interception season with the Eagles. Then he had a bad year. Then he got a contract with the Rams to be their starting quarterback. And he was fucking horrible, horrible, awful. One of the worst, maybe, maybe the worst quarterback in the league that year. 
He was very bad. He was. So he was what's not good. I, I don't understand. Like, and by the way, the beginning of this year when Christian Wentz was out the first time for the first three games, Nick Foles was fucking terrible. <laughs> it's true. It's so it's weird. It's really confusing. I don't envy the Dolphins or whoever ends up signing him. But if you're the if you're the Jags, you're like, well, he's better than Blake, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. He's better than Blake Bortles. But anyway. he doesn't look like Pete Sampras. That is, which is a downside for some people. <laughs> like, I mean, it, it, there's a lot of tennis played in Florida. You want to fill those seats, you put, <laughs> you make, you confuse those old people into thinking <laughs> Pete Sampras is the quarterback of the Jaguars. Yeah. Going to sell a lot more tickets. A lot more. Yeah. For sure. For sure. There's got to be a tennis player that Nick Foles resembles. Uh, I don't know. He's Andy tall, Murray. So. I don't know. Andy John Murray. McEnroe. <laughs> Why not just say John McEnroe? I mean, they're far enough away. Yeah. And they have a helmet on. So <laughs> that helps. <laughs> that helps. I don't think right. I can imagine which which tennis player he looks like. I think he looks like Beck, a little bit like Beck. Oh, yeah. A little bit. I can see that. That's good. Yeah. yeah. So maybe they get the. I guess who who goes to see Beck these days? It's like forty year old Scientologists for sure. They're gotta oh, really? su- they, they got to support their own. There are a lot of those in Florida. Scientologists. Oh yeah. I did not know that. I believe yeah. it. That's the place that's like perfect for Scientology. Right. Yeah. Sorry, Close Floridians. Or you're welcome, Floridians. How about sorry, Scientologists? Sorry. I feel like no. you're taking shots no, at No, fuck them. the Scientologists. Okay. Wait, you're, you're on. You're, I got nothing to say about Scientology. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's really kind of disappointing. Nah, not really. Everybody's disappointed, including the listeners. Nah. I don't know why we got to pick on. Why are we picking on one religion? Why are you picking that religion? So are we just going to pick on all religions now? I is mean, that the new... why not? Why is this religion so much worse than the we other ones? We just started talking okay. about Scientology because Beck's a Scientologist. Yeah, it's but... It's funny you to pick on Scientology. <laughs> it is a little funny. So but what you is your say, problem? Like, you didn't say Philip Rivers is a... What is he? Is he a Mormon or something? No, he's Catholic. We've gone over this on this podcast like two weeks ago. <laughs> Who can remember? Yeah. I'm There's so way you... too many Catholics for me to pick on exactly. Catholics. Exactly. So I'm not going to do that. Yeah, exactly my point. <laughs> yeah. That's all. I don't know. I I feel like everyone should be fair game. Well, of course they're fair game, but I have a brand to protect. You do what you want, Allie. All right. <laughs> I mean, I come from Catholics, so I should shut up. But but no. I mean, it, yeah. There's definitely a difference between Catholicism and Scientology. I'll I'll say that I'm not a complete insane person. There is a difference. I mean. <laughs> You know what? I'm not Sorry, going there. Not I'm not podcast. going there. Let's move on. More football. Right. Let's talk about more football before we get in trouble. Unbelievable. All right. So the Eagles future is with Carson Wentz. I don't believe they're going to do anything next year personally because I think Wentz is still going to be battling injuries. Um, I think they're going to be the best team in the division and it's going to be pretty easy for him. Okay. That's with fine. Wentz. Yeah. Do you think Nick Foles will find success wherever he lands? I think he'll find mediocre levels of success, kind of what you'd expect. He'll you be, don't think uh, he'll have like a 35 touchdown year or anything like I that? I do not. I think he's going to be like a 24 touchdown, 11 interception, good enough, but not great. Jacksonville's like, well, he's a lot better than what we used to have, and you can actually win a game with him once in a while, kind of a deal, and that's fine. Or maybe Denver. Denver, except they OK Keenum, I think, another $18 million, and I, I don't know what they're going to do about that. Yeah, well, they, they made that bed. Also, are you really going to replace Case Keenum with Nick Foles and just be like, we did it? Is that really the answer? Yeah, it feels like Nick Foles is just tall Case Keenum. It's, I mean, he's slightly better, slightly taller. <laughs> yeah. Looks a little bit more like back Case Keenum. Yeah. You know? won, a, won a Super Bowl. That's pretty big. I mean, that's pretty good. Case Keenum almost got to the Super Bowl last year, though. By losing like 42 to 7 in the Yeah, but there was the NFC Minnesota Miracle. It was wonderful. Yeah, that was amazing. I mean, that was completely the defen- defensive guy's fault, but whatever. Yeah. All right. All right, let's move on. All right, so the Colts lost... They did. Everybody they, thought the Colts were like everybody. All the analysts were like the Colts are the team to watch. Look I out know. for these goddamn horsey they boys. Did, they were really excited about the Colts. Oh, the Colts are going to beat the Chiefs. Yeah, no, the Colts are going to beat the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes never played football in his life and he throws 50 touchdowns. Of course, he's going to win. Yeah, like I don't know what that means, but yes, he played football in his life, but he yeah. came off. He, he came off of never playing in the NFL except for yeah. one game and throws 50 touchdowns. And that offense is so special. I don't know why people all of a sudden think, oh, the Colts are definitely going to beat the Chiefs. I mean, so I don't weird. Know, a lot of people thought definitely, but people th- really gave the Colts a puncher's chance, at least. We didn't. Yeah. And no. we were right because we're always right about sports on this show. Yeah, every bet. If you go back historically and listen yeah. to all of the shows, we've never been wrong on a bet. Our bets are, I think, undefeated. Yeah, 100%. Now, let me say this. Our bets, all our best bets, that's not, don't construe that as like betting advice. We don't give that. Right. But you would be rich if you had made those bets. Right. Except obviously. for the ones that didn't come in. But those, those, didn't, really, are, those didn't really count as bets. They, I've basically forgotten those and I remember the winners. So yeah. <laughs> that's, that's how it works, right? That's yeah. how you are good. It's a memento thing. Are you guys, so I know that um, at the outset, you, you were very clear 
uh, Grant was very clear that he's not a sports betting um, genius. Genius. <laughs> yeah. Authority. Right. Jonathan says, uh, like, kind of not, but also I am pretty darn good at this. Some version but of that. Yeah. How do you how do you feel about yourselves now? Oh, I feel the same. I mean, yeah, me the too. Thing, the, here's the thing that we've said before on this podcast, and it is still true and will always be true. Anybody who goes on TV or a podcast mm. or anywhere public and gives you sports betting advice and says they're better at sports betting than everybody else and they know shit, they're lying. The people who actually know don't give away their shit. Haral Bob's not going on the Bill Simmons podcast and saying how he bets on NBA games. He's just Correct. talking about the NBA. Right. Like, there's nobody in the world who's a good or great sports better who's actually beating books consistently, who's going to go give it all away and tell the books how to be better. That's just not going to happen. That's correct. Right. So we, we like, we're not in that group. (laughs) We're smart guys who think we know what we're talking about. Jonathan has some sports betting experience more than I do. And we think we have an idea of how we're supposed to think about this stuff, but certainly we wouldn't decide I'm going to drop poker and drop everything and become a sports better because that's the life for me. I can do that easily. Right. Yeah. So but we fair. like talking about sports betting and we like giving advice on it. So that's, that's and we like life. making our listeners rich. Yeah. If you bet, oh, we bet you're going to get rich. That's just <laughs> not how it works. Yeah. Thank you for asking, Allie. So Colts. Colts. So yeah. Um, the question I really have about the Colts is, yeah, they got, they got trash. We know Andrew Luck looks like he's back for real. Are the Colts just getting started? They have some nice young pieces. Andrew Luck is still relatively young. He's only 29, right? Yeah. He's got a long runway ahead of him in theory. If he can stay healthy, like he could have another great 10 years. Are the Colts about people really love Frank Reich as a coach and you, that you don't. and that, and the, the play for the not tie thing ended up not hurting him as it turned out either. Um, they made the playoffs anyway. Do you think the Colts are going to become a power in the AFC over the next, let's say, five years? Like a legit power. Not and not just for one year, but like I think for multiple years. If they years. add a major receiving threat alongside T.Y. Hilton, I think they have a chance. Their offensive line, I think we talked about this last week. They've done a great job of building their offensive line. Andrew Luck only got sacked 18 times this year. That's important with a guy like Andrew Luck, but it's also just important. It's like mm-hmm. a very often overlooked thing. And in contrast to Deshaun Watson, for example, who got sacked 64 times and had no time behind the line. So I think having a young, good offensive line is pretty good. I don't think they have good enough skill position players to make big noise yet. Yeah. I think they need another piece there. And my concern about the whole 10 years of Andrew Luck thing is that I agree if we're looking at Breeze and Brady and players like that, Rodgers is starting to get into that category. Players who play just as well as they have been their whole careers getting into their late 30s. Those guys didn't have huge injuries that sidelined them for so long. Structural injuries to their throwing shoulder type of things that Andrew Luck dealt with for three years and still at the beginning of the year couldn't throw a Hail Mary from the 50-yard line. You know, So I would worry about something like that cropping up again because his body's just had too much happen to it already. I don't know if he can last that long. It's a totally fair point, I must say. Um, at the same point, he looked pretty good by the end of the year. He still has some deep ball issues, some like some of the extreme deep ball issues. And he may always have that from here on out. But I don't know if he can deliver the ball the way he did the last half of the season for the next seven years, the Colts are going to be really happy. Right? Yeah, he had 39 touchdowns, right? Yeah. Second most in the NFL after Mahomes. So that's that's pretty good. Yeah. But they didn't really seem like they were true contenders to me. And the Chiefs made them look like what they were, I think. I don't believe that they're going to be great, even though they've got some nice pieces. They may have one very strong year, but I don't think they're going to be the next like big thing in the AFC because the Patriots are going to be done soon, right? Right. And the Chiefs look like they're probably going to be that because they've got Mahomes. The but Chiefs, maybe the Texans. The Texans are who I'm thinking of, and so usually only one of those one team's going to come out of that division. So I'm I'm guessing it's Houston and not Indianapolis. All right. Well, let's talk about the last team that lost. Yeah. And Jonathan was so happy. So happy the Chargers lost to the Patriots. They got blown out by the Patriots, in fact. Man, did they get wrecked. I think their future is not very bright, uh, personally, mostly because of the age of their quarterback and the fact that this is his best year and this is all they could muster in his best year. It's kind of sad. It's kind of a make-a-wish scenario. Right? <laughs> now they just make a wish for Philip Rivers. He just wants to maybe just give him Super Bowl tickets so he can go to the Super Bowl that way. I don't know. Um you know, we, we talk about Tom Brady as if he's fallen off this year, yeah. and, and he certainly has statistically. And we talk about Philip Rivers as having such a good year. Brady and Rivers' year is almost identical statistically this year. So, yep. like, and Brady is many years older than Rivers, too. He's, like, what, three, four years older. I mean, it's really wild that... And by the way, Brady apparently had an MCL sprain 
throughout the season, which he finally feels healthy from as we're going. We're into, talking uh, about the Chargers. Can you shut the fuck no, up? I'm just saying, like, we're talking about, like, Phillip Rivers, even in his best year, though, is, like, really not super great. No, I agree. Although, all year you were kind of saying, I was. This guy's a MV, not an MVP. He's a Hall of Famer if he makes a Super Bowl. That's what I'm, I'm still wondering. Is he a Hall of Famer? Is he going to make the Hall of Fame? No. It's going to be close. Allie, is he going to make the Hall of Fame? I say no. Yeah. Because he's Catholic. He's got so many kids. How about the Hall, hall of Fame? How about the Hall of Fame of like birthing kids? Yeah, I mean, not like yeah. birthing, yeah. birthing. You know, like he, he, he impregnating your wife. How about that? The Hall, the hall of Fame, fame for, for NFL players impregnating your wife. For sure. Yeah, that should absolutely be him and be Travis a thing. Henry and um, who was the who was the cornerback for so many years who had like twelve kids. He was on Hard Knocks. He came. He was on Hard Knocks in like two thousand eight and had nine kids at that time at age twenty four and then. He was on Hard Knocks again two years later and had like 12 kids. <laughs> so, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember that at all. Yeah, I don't think that was one woman, though. Philip Rivers is the, the Hall of Famer of impregnating one woman repeatedly. It, it seemed to me, just getting back to the uh, the more stringent thing we're talking about here, the, this game. Stringent? Yeah, I don't know. Um, that The Chargers were really exposed in a lot of ways. Where It looked like the Chargers... This was the best team I think Philip Rivers has ever had. You know, it's been like 15 years and still they got completely destroyed. They were down 35 to 7 at the half. It actually should have been worse. It should have been 38 to 7. But the Pats like like almost got out of bounds and would have been only kick an easy field goal at the very very end and, and failed. Now, obviously some things went really wrong for the Chargers there, but you should never be behind 35 to 7 if you're a, if you're a 12 and 4 team in the playoffs. That just shouldn't happen unless there's a major injury. But there were no major injuries. They just got owned and smoked. It's really weird. Owned and smoked. Yeah. It's like they were a cigar and then they were bought and then they were smoked. Yeah. 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 It's one thing to own it. It's another thing to smoke it once you own it. Those are two separate just defeats. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Then this right. getting smoked is way worse the than getting owned. The cigar hates being sure. bought I guess. because it knows it's going to be smoked <laughs> and that sucks because it gets lit on fire and put in somebody's mouth. Right. That's no fun. So and like that was the Chargers. There's the yeah, dread of anticipation. Was, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was that was the Chargers. So I'm not a big uh, believer in their future prospects because they're going to have to change the quarterback situation soon. This was the best they could muster for his whole career. I don't imagine it's going to be better next year. I, I'm forced to agree. They have to play the Chiefs for the rest of Philip Rivers' career, and Mahomes is going to be there. I mean, the Chiefs know? are going to be the dominant team for the next several years, assuming Mahomes doesn't get hurt, right? Um, it seems very, very likely anyway. That's, that's a seems like a very reasonable guess uh, in the AFC, certainly in that division. Do you think it's rebuild time? It isn't. They went 12-4. and four. Rivers is still in his window. Maybe they, they maybe they, they draft crushed. a player. Maybe they draft a player. Maybe they get a little bit lucky. Maybe Mahomes regresses. Maybe Mahomes gets hurt. But they didn't even have to deal with Mahomes. I know. But they got the, owned and smoked the Pats, by old man Brady. <laughs> the Pats are going to be worse next year. Brady may not even be there next year. We don't know. Um, but somebody else will own and smoke them. You know, I they're mean, just probably. not going to be that good, right? I mean, I think you're right, but they beat the Chiefs this year. You know, they were 12 and 4. They were really good. They were really good. They had the second. They tied for the second best record in the I league. I did love that game. The Chiefs Chargers game yeah. was great. Going for two thing was cool. It was fun. It was. What do you think, Allie? Prospects for the Chargers? Um, I mean, like you said, he's got all those kids to worry about. <laughs> you know, as you get older, your priorities change. No, I. Yeah, I. I don't. I don't think that they're. Um, I think that maybe it's time to rebuild. Yeah, I think it actually probably is time to rebuild. They can't. But they won't. They yeah. can't. What yeah. are they I mean, what do you do? You get rid of Rivers and do what? Like you get a much right. worse quarterback for several years. Like that isn't going to work. Yeah. So you got you got to ride this pony as far as it'll take you. Oh, it's They're possible. It's possible that, um I keep forgetting their coach's name. What is their coach's name? Anthony Lynn. Anthony Lynn. It's possible that he's a really good coach because he's yeah. had success since he's been there. So maybe they have some hope there. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And he's, he's, he's different and they've done better with him. Maybe, maybe he needs to grow a little too. Like, I mean, he got smoked. He did get smoked by, I'm just going to say this again, best coach of all time. Right. Like, and it, it seemed like he was out coached. Smelly seems like coach the team was out coached. Look at that guy. You can just tell he smells bad. Come just on. He smells great. He smells like a dewy morning. Okay. He let's move on. like sin. Like is sin. that good or bad though? It's I, terrible. It's not good. Okay. I think I, I think that's a good take on Bill Belichick. He smells, he smells <laughs> like sin. I guess if you're, you're a Catholic, right? So smelling like sin would be bad. I came from Catholics, yeah. So I feel like lots of people would say that was good, but it all depends on where you grew up. All right. So of the teams that lost in the divisional yeah. round, it seems like the Eagles and Colts have the best futures in our opinions. Although I am less less bullish on both than you are, Jonathan. Okay. Sound fair? Sounds fair. 
And you think the Cowboys are just garbage until Jason Garrett's gone? Um, yeah, I think having Dak is really a problem for them and being locked into him. And Jones, Jerry Jones said he was going to extend Dak. He's got chunky soup commercials. How can he be bad? Yeah, you know, I know it's weird, right? But still, still he struggles. He's got the charisma of Aaron Rodgers. You need to have a quarterback who can win you games. That's a, important in the NFL, and there just aren't that many guys, and Dak isn't one of them. And I don't think he's ever going to be. Maybe he will, but he is, he is yet to be that guy, and I don't think he's going to be. He's all right. He's fine. That's a, he's Andy Dalton, right? That's fine. All but right. it's not great. So let's take a look at next week's games. And I guess we should pick the Super Bowl. See who's going to go yeah. to the Super Bowl. Okay. We got the old um, Patriots at the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. And I have a very strong opinion about this game. Uh, I want and hope and believe <laughs> that Kansas City is going to crush New England. Agreed. Allie is smart. Jonathan, as the Patriots fan, how are you feeling? Um, I'm ready for the Chiefs to win this game. Um, I think the Chiefs are probably going to win. Uh, yeah. You thought the Chargers? I thought the Chargers win, had huh? a good chance to win too. I'm pretty down on the Patriots this year. Uh, so, and the Chiefs are awesome. They're they struggle defensively. I think it's going to be a, a tough game in a lot of ways. I think um, Brady and the Pats have been there so many times. I think they're going to be pretty comfortable. And it's possible the Chiefs will be a little nervous because they're young. And I don't know how Mahomes is going to do in the first quarter. But I think overall their talent, their offensive talent, is so much better than the Patriots. They have so many more weapons. Patrick basically gonna have to pitch almost a perfect game, I think, to uh, to win. Yeah, it's asking a lot. I yeah, but I hate to say it, but Belichick is a good coach and he does great adjustments in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I mean, he made a fool out of the Chargers. He did. He he can pull it off. I mean, he could try to find a way to expose Mahomes' youth and inexperience in a way that other coaches maybe aren't capable of doing. And if if they're gonna pull it off, I think that's how. But I think the Chiefs are just gonna probably win by a decent margin. That's that's my guess and my hope. Like I said, that's fair. Um, I'm pessimistic. I, I think they're the chiefs are just been so good all year. You, you were on the Mahomes train from the beginning. It took me like five or six weeks to really get on that train, but I'm on it. Cause once the first, the first time I saw him play, I, yeah. I didn't see the first week. The second week I saw him play and I was like, damn, that kid is good. I, uh, I think he's going to be, you know, the dominant player in the NFL for the next 10 years. I really do. Yeah. So, and he's already there. You know, he had the best fantasy football season for a quarterback or anyone of all time. He had the second most touchdowns. He tied with Brady and it's his second year in the league. And he, this is his first year starting. There's no reason to think he's going to regress. I mean, I guess he could, but there's no actual reason to think that, right? Like he's supposed to get better next year, not yep. worse. Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey are still young and good. Those guys are like, those targets aren't going away. As long as there's no injuries, their offense is going to be amazing next year too. He could break records next year. You realize that Travis Kelsey and Gronk are the same age? I did not know that. I think I actually have told you that on this podcast before. It doesn't but matter. It's absurd, right? It seems so weird because yeah. Kelsey's been in the league kind of just as a background guy for so long, and you don't really think about him. You think of like, oh, maybe someday Kelsey will be something, and Gronk just was immediately great. And now Gronk is like old man Gronk. Yeah. And not good. And Kelsey is the new Gronk. I mean, Gronk is good. What, 29. They're both 29. Oh, geez. Gronk is actually still a, an elite blocker. And the Pats actually used him that way in the, the playoff game. Hmm. Um, he caught one pass. Brady only targeted him twice in the, one of the targets that was pass interference, so it doesn't count on the stats. But Gronk did block amazingly well. But, of course, that is not his – like, his true Hall of Fame value is, of course, not there, right? It's as right. a pass catcher and a great blocker. And he doesn't have that anymore. He's just a great blocker. Yep, I agree. What do you think Gronk should do, Ali? You think he should retire? I really do. Um, I think he's got a future in, um, you know, laundry supply commercials and uh, (laughs) laundry supply. Isn't he doing like Tide commercials or something? Oh, I can imagine. I think so. (laughs) Probably. It's interesting you call it laundry supply. (laughs) Some people call that detergent. I don't know. That feels like a like a drug dealer code. Like, (laughs) yeah, give me some of the laundry supplies. (laughs) I don't want to limit him to detergents because what if he wants to also do like fabric softener? Or like be an iron, but you know where he belongs, person. right? He belongs in the Axe body spray universe. Oh, hundred percent. That's where he belongs. Absolutely. I yeah. hope that guy is like physically okay because I assume he's retiring after you know these games or whenever the playoffs are over for the Patriots this year. That he can sort of like still enjoy his life because he seems like he has a very fun life, and I would expect he would continue to. But if he's physically like a wreck, it's possible he just won't get to enjoy it at all, which would suck. Yeah, so this is going to be his last game. 
Probably against the. the I think know. it's. I think it's really likely. Yeah. So we're all picking the Chiefs in that one. Yeah, I got to pick the Chiefs. I don't like it, but I got to right. do it. I think the other game is a bit more compelling, actually. I mean, that's a very compelling game, but I think it's closer, I guess, in my mind, as far as how good the teams are. The uh, point spreads do not agree with you, by the I way. I know. I know. That's right. just my opinion. Yeah, go ahead. The Rams facing the Saints in New Orleans. I think they're pretty evenly matched teams. I mean, the Saints did destroy the Rams in New Orleans this year. The, the score ended up just being a touchdown, but the Saints were up 35-7 to 7 or something at half. Oh, were they? I don't even yeah. remember anymore. Yeah, it was like a crazy lead at half. So mm. maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the Saints are just going to destroy them. But I don't feel like the Saints are that head and shoulders above the Rams. What do you guys think? Well, for me, uh, I actually think the Rams are the better team. You think they're better? I do. Um, I think the Rams have got a better defense. I think the Rams have got better coaching. That's right, Sean Payton. I said it, better coaching. I think Drew Brees can be great, but he's also disappeared for... Weird periods of time. He disappeared for a solid month there. So did Jared Goff. But, you know, Jared Goff is younger, and they don't rely on Goff nearly as much, I think, as the Saints rely on Breeze. Um, I think the Rams are the better team, and I think they're going to win this game. Allie? I say Saints. Yeah. I I mean, yeah. Drew Breeze, um, he's going to have, like, a Peyton Manning situation, and he's he's like, look how old I am, and I can still play football good. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what he's going to say. Then he's going to throw the ball. Uh, Jonathan, is this just you with a weird Saints thing? Like, you hate Michael Thomas. Everybody's mad at you for how much you hate Michael Thomas. Everybody is that one guy, right? Yeah, one and guy. You? Hot wing you and man. that one guy. Hot wing man or something. <laughs> yeah, he's my he's my friend. Um, we should read that tweet. Yeah, we should read that All tweet. Right, also, no, there was going. another person who said that too. Probably Holden Cantrell, somebody like that. I'm not was, sure about that. You wanna, not, I'll bet you on that if you want. No, no, I'm not saying you're wrong. So Hot Wing Man tweeted us. This is just a day ago. I'm going to need Jonathan to issue a full apologize, apology for Michael Thomas and admit he is a top wide receiver. And then all caps, I demand satisfaction. <laughs> That's pretty strong. Yeah. Um, so I guess my quick thoughts on that are. He's demanding. Well, the word top receiver, maybe it's semantics. But I did say him go. I had him going like 18th okay, overall. So that's I have him like as a top six receiver. Right, you're looking at this all wrong. Yeah. What he is saying is where you had him based on the podcast he yes. just listened to was right. too low. Right. So that is what he. That's fair. Saying. That's yeah. fair. Um, yeah. I think you're wrong, buddy. Yeah. You think everybody's <laughs> wrong? Apparently. I mean, obviously, I had him where I had him. Why would I? I why would I change based? What's happening? You hate. You hate the Saints. You hate Michael Thomas. I don't believe in the Saints. I think they're a weak team. I think they're. I think they've done a little better than they should have. I think their division is weaker than we gave them credit for. Carolina ended up being bad. Atlanta ended up being bad. Tampa Bay ended up being bad. They got to play those teams twice each. That's six games. They get as like pretty easy games that they're not that. So their record is inflated as a result. So yeah, I do think they are weaker than they should be. We've seen the the Rams play the chiefs. We've seen the Rams play a lot of other really big time teams and play great. So I believe in the Rams more than the chiefs. That's right. Also the Rams were good last year. So the Rams have done it for longer. Is Drew, he convincing you? No. That Drew, was pretty convincing, though. That was pretty good. Come on. It was fine, but it was all fluff and nothingness. It's what all, are you talking about? That division stuff was like Michael, running. Michael, I got uh, in the dirt yeah, there. Riddle me really this. I'm still him. mad. On, I'm still on the Michael Thomas thing. Go ahead. Riddle me this. Okay? Okay. Mr. Riddler. All right. Last year, fantasy football draft. Michael Thomas ADP was something like 11 or 12. Just to be clear, the person who says riddle me this is the Riddler. He's yeah. not saying it to himself. He's saying it to Batman. Just God, but please continue. God damn it. You suck. Okay. <laughs> so riddle me this. Michael Thomas ADP 11 or 12, something like that last year. Maybe right? 13. Yeah. yeah. Depend, depending as, as low as like 14, 15. After sure. his rookie year, which was not as good as this past year. Right. You were excited about the prospects of drafting Michael Thomas around the turn. I remember you said you wanted to, we had a conversation. You said you wanted to get picks at the turn. You could get yeah. something like Michael Thomas and something yeah. else. You yeah. know, Michael Thomas had a much better year. He had a really nice year. 125 catches. Much ca- most catches year. in the NFL. Now you want to draft him at the end of the second round. Uh, I think I said middle. It's middle. 18. Okay. That's fine. the middle of the second. Because we're 12, 12 team leagues here. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. 18. You yeah. want you want to move him down. I do. Okay. That still just doesn't make sense to me. Okay, but you're making it sound as if like him doing that is in a vacuum, but there's other people emerge like Christian McCaffrey, who was drafted behind him, sure. is clearly ahead of him now, right? Kareem Hunt's behind him. <laughs> That's true. Kareem Hunt is no longer there. James Conner, who was clearly behind him, I think is going to go ahead of him in Dalvin all Dalvin Cook's drafts. behind him. What? Dalvin Cook's behind him. Dalvin Cook is behind. Dalvin Cook was behind him in a lot of drafts already, though. He was ahead of him. He was like ADP 910. 
Was he? Yeah, I'm pretty sure like, he was. I guess it depends. It depended yeah. on the PPR, not PPR, stuff like that. Um, I feel like it was an incredible year for running backs, and a lot of guys moved up into the first round who we wouldn't have had in the first round otherwise. And then also, to your point, and maybe to um, Hot Wing Man's point as well, it's really hot. Hot Winged Man's. Yeah. It's H-A-W-T. Isn't it a picture of a man made of hot wings? Isn't that is it really? I think it is. No, I'm calling it up. I need to know. Sometimes you just have to know these things. What's his Twitter handle? H-A-W-T. It's just, it's just, it's just hot wings, dude. It's not a man. Oh, maybe I just imagined that because I saw the name and I was like, wouldn't it be cool if it was a man? I had had to look really closely to make sure it wasn't (laughs) like sort of a weird transformer version of a man made of hot wings, but it wasn't. Um, So lots of guys have moved up. Now, the one thing you could reasonably pick a bone at if you want to is I had Juju Smith-Schuster ahead of him, which is a fair thing to be like, and I had Tyreek Hill ahead of him. But here's my points on that. Tyreek Hill was the number one receiver in fantasy this year. Yeah, he was. His quarterback was amazing. And as you've heard me say, I expect him to be better next year. I don't expect him to regress. By the way, even if he regresses a little bit, guess what? Like, there's still room. Also, Drew Brees is going to be a year older. And Juju's going to be the number one guy in the Steelers. And that is traditionally a top five, not just receiver, top five fantasy spot. So you put that all together. I think those guys have moved ahead of him also. That's not, there's no follow Michael Thomas. Burger's going to regress too, by the way. He's like almost retired last year. He almost retired, but he's sticking around. He's not going anywhere. He's and he was, dead. he was great this year. He's From a fantasy point of view, he was great. He threw a million touchdowns. Juju was like WR8 or something, wasn't no, I, he? I think, I think and he's going to be make, number one now. I think you can make fair arguments to take either Hill or probably not Smith-Schuster, but you can make a fair argument to take Hill above Michael Thomas. It's more about the totality of the people you put ahead of him. Right. That seems a bit off to me. You're putting a ton of running backs ahead of him that yeah. I don't think belong there. I mean, I, th- I, I understand that. Yeah. But well, there we'll you see, go. We'll see if you change your tune by the beginning of fantasy season. Anyway. Yeah. We will. I might. That, that all plays into you picking the Rams against the far superior Saints because of your hatred of the Bayou and the Creole people. I'm excited for the Rams to be getting three and a half points in this game. Let me just say. Woo-wee. The hook. I love it. Are you like super afraid of voodoo or something? Is that why you hate I've the Saints? I've been in New Orleans and I'll tell you what. Those voodoo shops are... Those things are a scam. Okay? <laughs> I've been there... I do not believe in the voodoo. Oh, okay, wow. I'm that saying it. You. you know, that's an actual religion that you are now attacking <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> I didn't think Which you tried that. to abstain from earlier. I will but say... That's, that's a worldwide practice religion. People <laughs> take it very seriously. You <laughs> are a real piece of shit, <laughs> <laughs> The voodoo shop I went into was not taking it very seriously, is all I'm going to say. I think... Oh, maybe you, maybe to you, you were just like, ah, look yeah. at your funny little trinkets. Now and I'm like, about that it. is my life. Yeah. Something bad happened to you in New Orleans. There was a box that you could buy, which was like, make lawyer unable to to speak box really Make in the voodoo lawyer shop. like so speak. like the opposing lawyer you'd like sew his mouth shut or something like that and then he would be on, like i was like this is a joke obviously so i took specific. it as a joke maybe it wasn't a joke dude voodoo's not a joke i mean well whoa are you this, do you understand what you're doing right now obviously this is like a worldwide religion i am very serious <laughs> like practice in africa stuff like that it's real but the voodoo that they're talking about in like new orleans in those shops wow Wow. Yeah, really? That's part of it. That's, they're definitely. You are coming off real bad right now. <laughs> Imagine if this was Catholicism. You're like, they're, they're really, the Pope really wears that hat. Come on, that's got to be a joke, right? Did you have that's to a fair point. Sell your soul to something to get your mouth unsewn shut. Is that what happened? I don't know. Jonathan don't know wouldn't have it. looked into it because he wouldn't take it seriously. Just like the Saints. He went down there. <laughs> yeah, got the Saints. Saints cursed and his mouth sewn shut. And he was like, I have too much to say. And he had to sell his soul to the Catholic devil. I don't know. Or maybe he sold his soul to the Rams, and that's why he oh, feels like he has to pick out. the yeah, Rams. Yeah, yeah. Sean McFay's uncle is a very successful man, and I believe in the McVay clan and their ability Good bloodline, yeah. to get to the Super Bowl. It's going to happen. And, and extract $1.1 million a year from that situation. Whatever it takes. You know what? It used to be the Tocitos Fiesta Bowl. I think it's going to be the Doritos Fiesta Bowl this year, baby. $1.2 million. Let's go. I'm getting a raise. Wait, That's how it's going to go. What are you talking about? I'm being Sean McVay's uncle. What, what was Doritos. the Tostitos Doritos thing? It used to be the Tostitos Fiesta Bowl back in the day. Why so, is it going to be Doritos? Yeah, well, because you... he's going to dump Tostitos and make a better deal with Doritos and get a big fat Race. That's what what's going to happen. Dorito. <laughs> what? I. You know, he's staying in the corn chip. You know, <laughs> vertical because you got to be careful. I would imagine. <laughs> I could be wrong, but based on the names of those two products, it's quite possible that they are the same company. Who cares if they are? What do? You, <laughs> I mean, that's pretty important for who's. who's By the way, they're, they're almost certainly different products, actually, because um, 
Tostitos probably is intentionally trying to sound like Doritos or vice versa. Like the same company wouldn't have two products that were both corn chip based that sounded the same. They'd either both be Doritos branded or both be Tostitos branded. I disagree. Really? One of them is their whole thing is that it's got fake cheese on it. That's like a very distinctive. Those are not the same type of chip. Doritos are a blast of flavor and Tostitos are a dry slab of boring shit. This is definitely not the same company. I'm just telling you, it's not the same company. And even if it was... Mr. McVeigh, whatever his first name is, would be making a great deal. He will only ever refer to him as Mr. McVeigh. (laughs) To Doritos. By the way, it would be a particular Doritos flavor. It wouldn't just be all Doritos. It'd be the Doritos like... Whole ranch. Well, it'd be the Doritos spicy nacho. Salsa verde. Spicy nacho fiesta. I'm all about the salsa verde. Anyway. Yeah, I I I like the Rams. You guys... Both like the Saints, is this true? Yes. Yes. So Allie and I both have Saints versus Chiefs in the Super Bowl, and you have Chiefs versus Rams. I do. And you ultimately believe who will win the Super Bowl, Jonathan? Let's go Rams. You think the Rams are going to win the Super Bowl? I do. I think the Chiefs. Chiefs defense, not good enough. Chiefs, yeah. Chiefs defense, not good enough to beat the Rams, man. You don't think so? Nope. Nope. They're not going to be able to hold them. Gurley's going to destroy them. C.J. Anderson's going to smoke them. Oh, yeah. Can we talk about C.J. Anderson for a second? Okay. We didn't have a fantasy check-in, but I want to do a little fantasy talk. Okay. Let's say C.J. Anderson, who's having an incredible three weeks, right? Just like looking looking amazing. He becomes the featured back, and who's a... Like, next year, he's going to get a job, right? Obviously, based on this. A hundred percent. Yeah. So what's a team that needs a running back right now? I mean, Miami needs everything, right? I can always say the Miami Dolphins and feel good. Okay. The Miami Dolphins. Say say C.J. Anderson's the starting running back for the Miami Dolphins. Okay. Where does he go in fantasy drafts next year? Um, I would think he's going to go in the sixth round if they sign him to be their number one guy. You think that late? I do. I was going to say fourth or fifth. I can see late fifth. I can't see any. He's already proven that he can be a productive NFL player. He was a first round running back for, I think, two years in a row with the Broncos. He was going in the first round. In fantasy drafts. That was a really long time ago. That was three or four years ago. That's a really long time ago in running back yeah, years. Yeah, but then you saw him just now, right? You saw him do basically what Todd Gurley does. I saw him do it behind the Rams line in the Rams offense. Yeah. yeah. I also saw him like bagging groceries like three weeks ago in the Did local you see him? plaid pantry. You saw him? Yeah. I was like, paper, not plastic, CJ. Let's go. Pay attention. And now he's scoring touchdowns in the playoffs. Why are you a dick to everybody? Why would you say that to CJ while he was back? He was your- not really focused. <laughs> Whatever, Jonathan. Nothing is ever good enough for you. Yeah, voodoo's not good enough for it's you. The I Rams guess. are good enough. I hope CJ Anderson is a practitioner of voodoo and he does attempt to do something. Why would CJ do I that to me? Him. I'm saying his team's going to win the Super Bowl. You guys are the non-believers. Me and CJ are pe- fine. I don't feel like you CJ, are. by the way, I'll see you next. I'll see you after the playoffs back at the plaid pantry. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. So that's that. But let's talk about a little bit of news. Okay. Antonio Quickly. Brown. This situation is looking a little dire here. It looks like the Steelers are going to have to trade Antonio Brown because yeah. of all of the mistrust between the two entities. Yeah. They're, they're clearly moving towards moving him at this point. And they're apparently, according to Adam Schefter, they put him on the market. All right. Without talking about what the Steelers are going to get for him. What are some landing spots for him that would be really fun and cool for us as viewers and also would impact fantasy, like where, where he would go in fantasy drafts next year and stuff? I mean, right now that's an unknown. Almost anywhere he goes, he'll be a big impact in fantasy. Obviously. Um, but, but some there's places a few more places than others. That, yeah. Yes. The place, the, the primary place I'm thinking of is the Indianapolis Colts. Oh, yeah. That would be amazing. Like how good would Andrew Luck, how many touchdowns would Andrew Luck throw with he's got T.Y. on the other side? It's, it's Juju and Antonio all over again, really. Yeah. Right, I mean, he might throw wow. fifty. He might, he might throw fifty touchdowns. Uh, and if Antonio joins that team, I feel like I have, now I could see them having a nice three-year run of being a dominant team. In so, the if AFC. Antonio Brown is on the Colts, where does he get drafted in fantasy drafts? Top nine, so like seventh through ninth, somewhere. in Yeah, there. I think that's uh, the the running backs go first. Like, there's like four or five running backs who are going to go. Julio goes ahead of him. DeAndre goes ahead of him because there's certainties. Yeah. I don't know if there's anyone else that now we're and then we're now in Antonioville. But if he goes to Denver and has Case Keenum or Nick Foles right. as his quarterback, now then maybe he's a second rounder. I think he's mid to late second round. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the difference personally. Right. Um, yeah, Th- there's a lot of talk according to Jerry Rice that he wants to go to San Francisco, quote, real bad, unquote. Well, we don't really know how good Garoppolo is. It's hard to know. We don't, but you know, Garoppolo's at least pretty good when he's healthy. He's yeah. at least all right. Having Antonio Brown would make him a lot better. Like the 49ers become a thing. 
suddenly, right? If Garoppolo is fully healthy and they get Antonio yep. Brown, I don't know why he would want to go there, honestly, when he could go so many other places, but where do he you wants think, to live in California. What do you think, Gally? If he, if he goes to a good team versus a bad team where you would draft him in fantasy next year? Um, I would love for him to go to San Francisco. And uh, I know that's not what you asked. Yeah, no, that's okay. <laughs> but I just wanted to throw that out there. Um, and I, I really like Antonio Brown. He's an excellent dancer. <laughs> so that, that adds to the draft stock for sure. And he has really cute kids. Listen, you don't think these things factor, but when you have cute kids at home, you're better at football. Is that true? Yes. So Philip Rivers' kids must have been looking real ugly during wow. that game. Wow. Okay. No. <laughs> no. It's the opposite. He wasn't good. He had all those kids. Now he's, you know, one of the better quarterbacks of the last 15 years. Oh, okay. It's the kids. Right. Yeah. Obviously. I'm telling you. All right. So th- so basic, based on the kids, he's like a late first rounder for you or? I mean, yeah. First, first couple rounds, I'd say. Okay. Maybe. First couple rounds. That's, Sounds good. That's aggressive, but... Uh, yeah, whatever. Who cares? All right. That's a good answer. <laughs> nice, I like that answer. Nice. All right. Let's finally do what we say we okay. do on the show, which light is money talk about our money that we're going to light on fire. Let's do it. All right. So my best bet, very similar to last week, Kansas city is favored by three hosting new England. I think they will win by more than that. I like betting Kansas city minus three. How about you, Jonathan? Um, that is not my best bet. I don't know how I feel about that one. It's hard to pick against the Patriots. But you did it last week. I did, but there was a middle where they could win the game and still, uh, you know. But still you've already that. resigned yourself to them losing this game. You might as well make money on it. Eh. Here's my best bet. Let's okay. talk about my best bet. Los Angeles Rams at the New Orleans Saints. The number is 56 and a half, and I like the under. I actually like it a lot. Okay. I'm a why, big fan why of Why do you under. like the under? There's, there's definitely an assumption that a bajillion points are going to be sport, scored in this game, and of course that's possible. But... The Rams actually like to run the ball, and so do the Saints. The Saints actually really like to run the ball. And I, th- I could see either team who takes the lead not wanting to try and run up the score necessarily, but actually go into a ball control, clock control game and try and limit the amount of possessions the other team gets. So let's say if the Saints go up 24 to 14, rather than what we'd expect the Chiefs to do, which would just be keep throwing the hell out of that ball, I could really see the Saints giving the ball to Ingram and Kamara just as much as they possibly could to milk the clock. And I actually could see the Rams doing the same thing in that situation with Gurley and C.J. Anderson. So I think both teams are going to not necessarily be looking to score as much as we might expect from past, past games. Those are reasonable points. Two things to refute that. One is that Drew Brees is always great at home. Like That's true. Performs incredibly well at home. All his best games are at home. No question. And they have a great passing attack. They could just get out, out to a ton of points and it could become a bit of a foot race because Jared Goff, while he's had some down games, we talked about this after they lost to Chicago, only scoring nine points. Jared Goff can't play in the cold and right. he has small hands and has trouble with like the cold and the outdoors and stuff. This is a good environment for Jared Goff too. So yeah. I think both offenses could be going pretty quick and having to score a lot of points. I don't, I don't think if somebody's up 24 to 14, that's going to be lockdown time. I think the game will still be well in play because of the quality of the offenses and they'll feel the need to continue scoring. So I'm not sure if I agree with that. It's, it's not about not trying to score. It's about like how quickly you're trying to do it, you know? And so like, I feel like most of the time the Rams and the chiefs try and score as fast as possible. I just don't believe that's going to be the case. If anyone takes a significant lead that they're going to run the ball um, on first down and second down a lot more than they, than they otherwise might to, to get the clock going. That's my thought anyway. But you make good points. I will acknowledge. Those are both really good points. So I don't know if we've convinced each other at all about these best no, bets. What are we going to do? I don't think do? we have. Um, hmm. Well, that's all I got. <laughs> that's all I got. Also, Allie, you got a bet? You yeah, gotta- Allie, get in here. Um, so I, I tried to... I Googled. I wanted to prepare... And I Googled introduction to sports gambling. Good. And the first result was um, a link to a psychology website and um, resources for people with gambling addiction. Okay, good. And we're going <laughs> to post that link on the blog, right, guys? Uh, no, that that's we don't want that, that out there. You we don't, don't want have a blog, do you? No, we don't no, have a blog. Okay. Not. So that's fair. What do we look like over here? Is this? Do I look like I was born in 1878? I don't understand. What's a blog? Is this like a steam engine train we're riding on right now? Are we on a train now? Yeah. Okay. Right. All of that. All right. So we're going to... Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to bet on us not posting that link. Yeah, we're not going to do that. But we are going to have to pick one of these two games, either the under on my game or Grant's 
best bet, which was um, the Chargers. Sorry, the Chiefs minus three. Well, let's do a challenge, a challenge bet okay. against each other. All right. We'll have to come up with the terms here on the spot, but it could be a must win, must lose thing. Like if mine wins and, and yours loses, you owe me a unit. If yours yeah, wins yeah. and mine yeah, loses, sure, I owe you a unit. Of and course, if, course. It's, if they both win or both yeah. lose, then it's a wash. Yeah, that's how you would do it. You want to do it? Yeah, of course. All right, we're in. Done. Okay. Well, you're going to lose. Ellie, it's been good having you. Thanks for joining us. Thanks um, so much for That's going to do it for this NFL edition. But Ellie, once again, thank you. Thank you, guys. It's been a lot of fun. You're, uh, you're great humans, and you're doing the Lord's work. That's what we always say. That's what they all tell us every time. <laughs>